I'm Chris Palmore, and this is Gratitude Space Radio. This is a new uh, Gratitude and Movement series, and I've got my friend Lauren, co-host, hostess, uh, coming from Las Vegas right here. How you doing, Laura? Hi, Chris. I'm so good. Super excited to start this series with you. Likewise. Uh, you know, Laura and I have been friends for um, coming up on five years, because I was just talking to, actually, the person we have today is, is the person who introduced us, but... Um, We've been uh, been friends for a while, and we're both uh, very grateful people. And this is a grateful reunion of three people. And I'm so grateful to Laura for uh, taking it, going cool. I'll come on, and we'll get somebody, and we'll share some gratitude. So thank, I want to thank you in advance for that, Laura. Absolutely, Chris. I it was like the same kind of jump of the day I met you, and IF was just like, hey, come to Union Square. Uh, we're doing this gratitude videos, photos, and I was like, I'm in and jumped in. So, yeah, super excited to share this time with you. This is wonderful. So real quick here, do you want to announce our guest in? You could say a few words about him before he can speak. <laughs> I want, uh, Nayev is a person that uh, I, don't, I don't like to use a lot of words. So I want him to come in and uh share uh, his energy and time with us because, um, well, he's one of my best friends from New York City. We got together through Acro Yoga. So we both share our love and passion for that practice. Um, it's just one of the very special people that uh, Acro Yoga has brought into my life. We both are people that appreciate growth, not only and, and strength, not only physical, but mentally and emotionally, and are always searching for, um, yeah, to be better people and grow. And that's what has kept us together through the years. Uh, he's my brother. He's my one of my best friends. So I'm super excited to share this time with him. And I think I just want him to come in and introduce himself um, so that we can. Um, he needs to go soon. So I want him to. OK, he's he's on. There he is. There we are. Oh, so much love. So much love. It's, it's so welcome. Cool. Welcome. Thank welcome you. to Gratitude Space. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's so cool for us to all three be together again because I do remember that day, Laura, where um, I, I took off of work. I was actually still at the hedge fund at the time. And I took off and I was like, yo, do you want to come do this? And you're like, yeah, for sure. And it was just a really fun day. We brought a lot of good smiles to people that day in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah it was wonderful. Um, I, you know, I love that this. It's been, it'll be, you know, I say five years here. And, you know, it's probably, I think it was April 27th. You know, five years ago, the three of us together, and here we are. Wow. What if I, so much has happened in five years? I know. I'm glad that uh, this space is available for us to be together, even though we're in three totally different spaces in the three totally different spaces. So, uh, Nayef, you know, I, a good way to start is um, I'll, I'll start out. I like to I like to think of obviously this moment's occurring right now, but there are several people that were involved in like allowing this moment to occur. So, on my end, I've got to do a little bit of prep and I'm just going to want to go through this real quick here. You know, I had to think about how did I meet Nayef, right? Like this is, I don't know if you remember, but it took me a little bit of, a little bit of back channeling to get this. So I'm going to tell the story a lot faster than I told Laura yesterday. So I went on, uh, because I connected with somebody named Mark on Instagram, you shared gratitude. When I took my tour out West, I ended up meeting up with him and his friend, Jafeth, um, or Jeff. We shortly met up at some place near Laguna and shared some gratitude, got some videos. And then Jeff turned me on to his his friend Jessica, okay, who I met in LA later. And then Jessica actually introduced me to Dr. Kat Meyer. And am I remembering this right or not? I th I th yeah, yeah. I was okay, right, right, right. 
thought it was through Dr. Cat. I didn't. Yeah, think yeah. So, so then I tell Dr. Cat about my New York trip, and she goes, she's freaking lovely, and she gives me, she's like, hooks me up, you know, tries to connect me with as many people as possible in New York, and then here we are. I get to meet Naif, and that's that's how we. That was our the people in the gratitude chain that got us to be together. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yes, and thank you, Dr. Cat. Shout out, uh, Dr. Cat. She's amazing. She's a healer. She's a, um, a therapist, mainly specializing in sex therapy. So follow her at Sex Love Yoga. Give a quick shout out to Cat. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I want to uh, jump on that, and I, I think Nayev. Well, as I said, we met through Acro Yoga, but I'm like super grateful for Latsi, who threw a workshop in Brooklyn Boulders in 2015 and both Nayef and I attended the workshop and then the rest is history. So yes, shout out to Latsi and Acro Yoga. <laughs> yes, yeah, Acro Yoga has been such a, such a connector for me in my life and connecting me with amazing humans that I feel like get it in terms of being able to still be a professional, still be a contributing member to society and mature and responsible, as well as still also having that childlike sense of play and um, freedom of movement and freedom of expression. So yeah, shout out to Acro Yoga for that. Thank you. So, so uh, Nayef, uh, just speaking of that, who, do you mind sharing the gratitude and the people that got you, that led you to Acro Yoga? Because then, you know, this is, this is the connection between you and Laura. So I'm very interested in how, how that came about. Yeah, you know, what's, what's, I'll tell the story about how one yoga class changed my life and why I'm so thankful for that specific yoga class. So um, I had started yoga uh, about 10, 11 years ago, and my friend Angela at the time, neither of us had ever done yoga. And it was a weekday, it was after work, and she's like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, I'm going home. And I, I was living in Ohio at the time. She's like, well, why don't you come to this yoga class? And I said, sure, I got nothing else to do. Why not? And I went and during Shavasana, I just started bawling. And I don't know why, because I'm not a crier and it's not a manly thing. It's not a masculinity thing. It's just not an emotion that's like really easy for me to generate. But like that first Shavasana, I was in tears and I'm like, what? There's something here. I need, I need to go again. So I went again and then I went again and then I went again. And a few months later, I was in teacher training, like just, just to learn more about yoga. Uh, and Angela had actually never really gone again after that point. But I was instantly hooked. I got my teaching certification. Um, I started teaching. I started really diving deep into like the philosophy of yoga, um, the prana, the the yamas, the niyamas, the, the pranayama, the breath. Um, and through that, just like one thing led to another, led to another, which led to Instagram yoga. And I, w I, I was really early on like posting yoga pictures on Instagram, but like I wasn't doing it as an influencer. I was just doing it because I thought it was cool. That connected me with a number of people, one of which is a, a woman named Masumi. Masumi and I became very good friends. And uh, she was one of the first people to do yoga challenges on Instagram. So the very first like monthly yoga challenge was actually um, done by Masumi uh, and Laura Sakura, if you, if you know those two. Uh, and at the time they were branded as two fit moms. And um, through that, I just instantly started connecting with more and more people on Instagram through yoga. That's when Acro Yoga was also getting big. And I started messaging Acro Yogis and being like, hey, we're both into the same thing. Let's be friends. And just the community grew through that. And, and to this day, these are some of my best friends in the entire world are people that I've met through social media through having the same interests. 
love that. Love that. I, you know, I, it's, it's, I love that you're sharing like, you know, these connections through social media, through Instagram, because going back, like we, the only reason, again, that we know each other is because of a random connect on social media. Yeah, absolutely. It was a random connection on social media. And like, you know, I'm not one of the people that like to, um, that like to like, you know, bash social media and like, yeah, for sure. It's done, it's done its harm in the world. And like, there's tons of harm that it's doing and there are better ways that we can't be doing. And that's another conversation. But especially when social media was just emerging, I was using it as I thought it was intended to be used, which was to meet new people that were interested in the same things that you were. And because of that, like, like I said, my friend network grew all over the world of people that were interested in things like gratitude, self-work, self-help, movement, uh, eating healthy, but also like I connected with other people that were in finance, other people that were in technology startups. And um, I've even gone into business with some of them. So uh, really social media has been one of the greatest connectors in my life. Naya, can you tell us a little bit about like your, your life changes, like you come, like your background and work and your work life and how you balance like staying healthy and doing like having this different uh, things in your life, you know, your, your work life and your, and how does movement comes in, in your life? And yeah, how do you balance that in your life? Great question. Um, I had a mentor, my first tech startup. Um, now we're talking 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Um, I had a mentor who was our first investor and he's like, listen, don't make the mistake that I did where I spent my health to obtain my wealth. And now I'm spending my wealth to regain my health. Don't do it. He's like, just always take care of yourself because whether or not you have money, whether or not you have success, at the end of the day, it won't matter if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it. And those words have stuck with me from day one. And I've always since probably 13 years old and I was never an athletic kid growing up. I didn't play many sports. I, I played soccer here and there and some martial arts here and there. Um, but I st really started getting into like weight training as a kid because I was the skinniest kid around and not much has changed since then because I'm still pretty, pre pretty skinny, but fit. And, uh, and through that, I just found my happiness and my fun. Like no matter what mood I was in, no matter what was happening in life, I always wanted to, go to the gym or go rock climbing or go for a run or ride my bike or do something like movement was just always a very, very big healer for me. So as I continued to grow in my professional roles, the companies that I was working for, um, I always made sure to keep it a priority. And when I'm going through the interview process, right, if I'm going to get a new job or if I'm starting my own company, I make sure that the culture is aligned and that, hey, I, I don't want to be working 70 hours a week. And Laura, you know, um, you know my work history and like, you know, you've spent a lot of time with me, especially when I was living in New York, to know that like I'm no stranger to 80 hour work weeks. Um, and I'm happy to do it when when because I think there's a time and a place for a quote unquote sprint. But that said, I don't want that to be my normal. So I've always prioritized my wellness, my health, as well as my success and um, just to be able to like make sure that I was performing good. And now um, at my co the companies that I'm working for and the company that I am working for now, we've instituted weekly wellness practices. I'm getting the team meditating, expressing their gratitude, doing daily intentional check-ins. And at first it was like received with a little bit of, what's this, what's this, what's this guy doing over here? And now it's definitely become a fabric of the culture. And like, we're, we're absolutely um, becoming better and knowing each other better and relating better because of these things.
Absolutely. And I love and really admire this about you, Nayef, that the fact that you can balance those things so well and your passion for bringing wellness into the workspace, your passion to bring wellness and like alternative uh, ways to keep yourself healthy to work environments. And I had the like the honor and I'm so grateful for you to include me in um, in your in your search for that because we went to like big companies and I was part of the team to go to big companies and bring like a little taste of acro yoga and a little taste of meditation and a little taste of like this different practices to like huge companies um, and, and in their office spaces to do like work with their teams or work with the, the company or whatever it was. So super grateful that um, I just want to bring the gratitude into the conversation of like your passion for bringing these two together uh, has rippled into my life as well. I, I, can, I can mirror and reflect that gratitude right back to you because the client that you're talking about is actually Google when we went in and we were doing culture training with Google and the team that we were working with um, was 100% female. Right. And so I wanted to make sure that we were when we were going in, I was like, I can't. And my business partner at the time was a male as well. And I was like, we can't go in there with two men. Like, I feel like we really need to show a strong female presence here. And I was thinking about who I could bring into it. And you were obviously top of that list and you stole the show. Everybody loved you the most. All of our like post event ratings were like, they have cool. Jason's cool. We really liked their energy. They were really great and they held great space. And Laura, though, <laughs> we loved her. So, like, yes, unlimited, you know, gratitude for you for showing up and like dropping into that space and helping people who are, you know, very driven uh, in their professional goals and in their sex success. Um, and also, um, they were just, you know, they're driven to be happy. They're driven to be humans. They're driven to be people. And when you work for big companies, and I can I can speak to this because it's my you know this is my story as well. Like it's, it's easy to lose yourself in your work. So for you to come back and drop them back into their center and into their presence uh, without sex, that that to me was the that to me was the, the the best part about that was you know how how easily they related to you. Thank you. Yes. Great experience. It was. Yeah. So, so Nayef, uh, can you tell us where you are? I, I want everybody to know where you're, we, uh, you know, Laura's in Las Vegas, I'm a little Kentucky, and then you are. Yeah, so uh, behind me is Joshua Tree, California. Uh, it's near Palm Springs for those who uh, are not familiar with maybe some of the smaller places in California, but it, the mountains that you're seeing right, there we go, right there, um, that starts the national park. So it's Joshua Tree National Park back there. Um, I've been... I've had the privilege of working remote, I think as even before the pandemic. So um, what I like to do is kind of pick a region of the world that I want to go and explore. And I'll just go explore from anywhere from three to nine months um, and just rent a house or you know b bounce between houses every month, every few months. So uh, I am currently exploring Southern California. That's amazing. So uh, you know, speaking to your story, um, you were during the last year before you were in uh, Joshua Tree. Where was the last place you stayed, and how long were you there? Um, I was. I spent most of 2020 either uh, in Costa Rica in the rainforest, um, but I also spent some time uh, in Colombia, uh, in South America, as well as in Mexico. So, uh, I, in total, I was gone about 11 months of 2020 in Central and South America. Wow. Where, where, Go ahead, Laura. Sorry. 
I was going to say, originally you were going to. Originally, I was going to go to Asia. So I was actually going to spend that time in Asia. And I was yeah, and right before the, the, the pandemic started out there. And I remember we were in New York or I don't remember where you were at this point, but I remember we were talking and you were like, I'm I'm not going there anymore. I'm just going to go to South America because something something is happening out there. And then that's something. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> it, to 2020. It, I'm I'm so lucky. And like, I feel like, you know, the universe, source, God, you know, insert your your word or words here um, was really looking out for me because I was managing a team that was based out of China, uh, mostly near Shanghai. And in January, they were reporting things to me about, you know, shortages and lockdowns and quarantines. So this is in January before it was really a big discussion uh, in the U.S. And I was like, you know, I just don't think that we're special. I think this is going to travel. I think this is going to spread. Uh, and I was asking people around me that were also following it. And they all said the same thing. So I decided to switch my trip around. And I said, all right, if I'm going to get quarantined, where do I want to get quarantined? And I was like, you know what? Beach, waves, surfing, rainforest, Costa Rica. So I did. And, um, you know, I will say I, humbly that it was one of the more impactful years of my life. Um, because when I went, I was actually in a, in a pretty dark mental space. Uh, and Laura, you know that. Uh, when I left, and that was one of the main reasons why I was like, you know, I just need to get away. I just need to go. I need to be by myself. So before quarantine rules had even set in, to tell us that we weren't allowed to gather, to tell us that we weren't allowed to do the things that we, you know, we all now know is normal life. I was like, you know what? I'm not going here to make any friends. I'm not going here to meet new friends. I actually declared it the no new, no new friend season. And uh, I went into a full isolation when I was there. In the 11 months that I was gone, I came back with maybe 10 or 15 people knowing my name. Like that's how few people, I got to know when I was out and like when I did meet people occasionally, I would tell them that my, like, my name is Habibi and uh, we would talk and we'd have a great experience. Some of them I did yoga and acro with and it was like these really cool, fun experiences and they, they took pictures like, wow, let's, what's your Instagram? What's your Facebook? What's your number? I'll send you these pictures. And I would always just politely say, no Instagram. I don't have social media. I don't have a phone number. This is our experience right now, right here, this moment. And if we ever meet again, then I know it was destined to be but this is where our journey starts and stops. And like, because I was so focused on just myself and fixing what was going on in, in here and going on in here. And that solitude really did help it. So like, yes, 2020 was a devastating year for all of the reasons that we all know it to be devastating. Um, but individually, this vessel, this manifestation of a being that's on the camera in front of you, I'm immensely grateful for the experience that I had in solitude because it, it healed me. Yeah, and I was I was a witness to a lot of it. Um, you know, I I am so grateful that I was one of those few people who you kept like I'm alive, <laughs> like you kept popping up like and and responding and, and and staying connected with. And I saw your process, you know, as, as much as I could and and as much as as you shared. And um, yeah, it was a really amazing transformation and. I always love to um, think about how you made your own gym and at home. Can you tell us a little bit about like your creativity and and in creating movement for yourself in your isolation? 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll even go beyond just the gym. So uh, when I got there, I was one of the last, I was in a, a small town called Tamarindo, which is in the state of Guanacaste in Costa Rica. And it's right, right on the ocean. It's beautiful rainforest. And one of the rainforest parks, um, which connected to one of the national parks, their property line started uh, at the edge of my property line. And then there was a crocodile pit 20 meters behind that. So like to show you how deep in nature I was, I was deep in nature. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw me posting pictures of every type of rainforest animal that came into the house, into the yard. Um, but everything shut down. Costa Rica completely, completely shut down. Um, they had a very, very strict quarantine um, at the start of the pandemic. And also getting items shipped to Costa Rica was had a 60 to 80% tax, depending on which distributor you were going to work with. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to ship anything here. I just need to create things. I need to find ways to create my happiness, right? Because in America, I can go to this gym and I can go to this yoga studio and I can go to this restaurant and I can do all of these things. But when you strip all of that away and I don't have these external forces that are making me happy, right? And that are, that are helping me be happy, all of a sudden, I had to anchor my happiness on, on me right here. And so I was like, all right, I need to move. I know movement is a recipe or is an ingredient in the recipe for my happiness. But there was nothing there. There was no gyms. There was nothing. So I um, went in the rainforest and found a bunch of different sized logs and big rocks. And then I took a cab and I went to a nearby hardware store and got some metal piping and cinder blocks. And I created a full gym using rocks, logs, cinder blocks. Um, there was a yoga studio that was nearby, but it was closed. I emailed the owner of it and I was like, can I buy some yoga straps for you, from you? And she said, yes. So I went and bought some yoga straps and I turned three yoga straps into like a makeshift TRX system um, that I hung from a tree or a ladder, depending on which part of the yard I was working on. Um, when I was at the hardware store, I also got some towing straps that they would use to like tow vehicles. And I put and I rigged them to go uh, to a tree to one of the vehicles that was kind of like dead and parked in my yard. Um, and that made a slack line. And that also gave me a workout bench. So all of a sudden, I'm working out using rocks and logs. And um, <laughs> for those that know me, I'm not the most masculine guy in the world. Like, in fact, I, I really feel like I have a strong balance of the masculine and the feminine. Um, and, and so like, there's not a lot of things that I do that are like really manly guy, guy things. But when I was outside working barefoot with my shirt off and, and sweating in the rainforest and I got cinder blocks ringing, man, I felt like a man. <laughs> and, uh, it was just, it was so fun and it, it was so much fun and it got me in the best shape of my life. Um, that even now here in Joshua tree, I've recreated and rebuilt the gym using more cinder blocks and now an official TRX system. Now that I'm in the States, I'm like different logs and different things that I have. And so like really just off camera over here is my little cinder block gym. That's amazing, man. Wow. So fun. So it's so fun. fun. And it was just so fun because you, like you said, you, were, you weren't sharing a lot about your journey, but then suddenly you start popping up more, posting like crabs or like spiders in your, space or the gym workouts and it was really nice to see like that you were getting it done <laughs> yeah yeah and you know i started to come out of my shell a little bit um once i started to like not be in that dark space and and 
I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling comfortable to share again and to share my life again and to open up a little bit more. And that's, that's how I did it. And that's how I let people know that I was, I was okay. I was happy. I'm doing all right. Because at the time at, I wasn't fielding phone calls. I was asking my friends like, hey, give me some space. I love you. I love you so much. And if you need me, I'm here for you. But like I, my best friends in the world, I've talked to maybe a dozen times in 11 months. And these are people I, I currently text with every single day. Um, so I think that experience of sharing and what was interesting, uh, which I want to kind of get into as well, uh, it, my sharing caused me to stop sharing. And the reason why is I recognize that I have a very Instagrammable life. I'm in Joshua Tree right now, right? Like I recognize the background and like what this is viewing to, or what this is showing and the perception to viewers. Um, and I do, I live all over the world. I spent, you know, parts of 2019 in Southeast Asia, in China. I spent parts of 2018 in Latin America. I've spent over four or five years of my life outside of the US. So I get that, like I have this Instagrammable life, right? Plus I do handstands and acro. So like, sure, I can make, cool pictures cooler by doing that. But what I realized in sharing my gym videos, my Costa Rica hiking in the jungle videos, I was trying to inspire people. And I realized that I was actually getting people to feel bad about their own lives because they were using it as a way to compare. Oh, well, I'm, I'm at home during the pandemic working this nine to five job. And this guy looks like he's just gallivanting around, not knowing that the first five months of the pandemic, I was working 80 hours a week. Right. Because like, obviously it's the highlight reel and we don't show that. And then I realized that my social media sharing was having the direct opposite impact that I wanted to have. I was looking to inspire people and I was making people feel bad. They had messaged me like, hey, what are you doing with your life that you just get to gallivant all around the world? And like, you know, I'm not an influencer. I don't have that many followers, but it was enough for me to like really take a step back and look and reflect on like what type of content am I sharing? And am I putting out this image out there that my life is so amazing and incredible that makes other people question theirs? And I didn't like that. So uh, since then, I've actually really pulled back on the sharing because I don't, I don't want to make anybody feel that everybody's life is cool and awesome in their own right. Yeah, I mean, it's that's I understand that, and that's always gonna be like. You can't you can't control what people are gonna feel when they see your your life. And it's interesting because you know, they were seeing that, oh, you're in Costa Rica, oh you're look at you just working out and being barefoot and shirtless all day. In reality, you were like working a lot and also going through a lot of emotional growth and introspection. Um, but because you weren't sharing those parts of you, it just seemed like you were just playing around and like the world is ending and you don't care. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, you don't yeah, want to feel that either. Like you don't want to, because you can't explain everything of yourself to everyone. So I understand yeah. the. Yeah, absolutely. And very well said. And, and, you know, in the time I could have easily have shared more about what my work and where I was going, but I wasn't in a mental place where I felt that was safe to do so yet. I was still, the only thing that felt safe to do was my workout videos and me like making fun of the crabs that were just hilarious running around my house because there was no way of stopping them from running around my house. <laughs> um, but like, you know, bringing it back into gratitude is like my gratitude wasn't anchored in external validation and it still isn't. My gratitude was like, I was just happy to be doing that. And I recognized by sharing on social media 
the inspiration that I was hoping to cause wasn't adding to my gratitude. It wasn't adding to my feel good. It wasn't doing anything for me. I felt like I was just doing it because I'm like, oh, this is the thing to do. This is what I'm, I'm a 34 year old guy in Costa Rica. I sh this is what I should be posting. And, and so like really just taking a step back to really look at my life and like what does actually fill my cup. And I realized external validation on social media, which makes me feel good. Definitely, you know, I loved it, but like it really doesn't push the bar. There's so many other things that if I spent the time that I would normally spend curating content for social on doing other things, whether it's for myself or others, I recognize that that was a bigger value add to my life in that moment, right? And again, I'm not an influencer. Zero percent of my income comes from social media. So like I had that privilege of being like, oh, well, yeah, I actually don't need to post any of this. And net net i'm happier because i can spend my time doing other things that make me happier and giving me more gratitude and i'm not making anybody question the decisions that they've made in their life because like i look at their lives i'm like your life is awesome too you're married with kids i can't wait to be married with kids like you know everybody has such like a cool story and i just don't want you know my story because it's instagrammable to you know challenge anybody else's well, I, I love the fact that you in your heart were, um, you know, you were putting that out because you were trying to motivate people. You're, you had a very pure intention, which is beautiful. And I, I get that, right? That's part of us doing this right now. I mean, that's specifically, granted, we get the, all the goodness, but the cool thing is, is it's sitting in a place where people can experience it, right? So Absolutely. Um, and then if you, you know, you had some negativity put back at you because of it and you, you changed your level of thinking with it, which is fine. You know, I mean, I, it seems very healthy and well thought out. I, I get it. You know, I would I would actually even say that it, I did I didn't receive it as oh, negativity. Okay. I received it as like, wow, I I one of my internal goals, and I set this goal at the beginning of 20, 2019, Um, before I left, I said, from now on, every person I meet, everything I touch, every space I enter, I will leave it better than I found it, uh, and that includes the store clerks, the cashiers, the 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 random people I I run into in a parking lot because like we're both trying to put a shopping buggy into the into the uh, the carousel that I I want to leave absolutely everything better and I recognize that that wasn't aligned with my goal that I wasn't leaving people better so I didn't take it as negative I took it as oh wow I need to reevaluate how I'm trying to approach this goal I haven't figured it out yet though and and also like. Like what I see in this, Nayef, is like the awareness that you had of like, it's okay, like your intention versus like what is actually causing in, in other people. And sometimes, you know, I think there, there's, there needs to be a balance between those things because if your intention is good, but it's really hurting other people um, and you don't make a change because your intention is good, then you don't really care about other people. Right. <laughs> um, so what's the balance between like, having good intention, doing things with good intention, and then being um, strong enough and self-aware enough to to notice what that action cost, like, and, and notice if the intention and the re result came together. Because if not, then you, we need to reevaluate how we act. And I really, like, congrats to you for realizing, like, hmm, this is actually not benefiting anyone and is not causing the impact that I wanted. And I'm going to use that time in my present life. And because, yeah, so yeah. I applaud you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm attached to the outcome. I'm not attached to my intention. I'm attached to the results. I'm attached to the outcome. And 
Um, there's definitely a new trend going around social media and I love it right now where it's all about quitting is okay. No, no, knowing when to quit is actually a skill and a strength, you know, you know, cause we've all growing up, you know, I'm a millennial growing up. It was like, yo, never quit. Quitters never prosper. Quitters, you know, like all this negative talk. And I'm like, no, no, I'm quitting social media because like, this is actually not, the outcome is not what I wanted it to be. And sure, I could figure it out and I am trying to figure it out. So I'm, this, again, this is not a bash on social media. I love social media and what it can do. Um, I'm just recognizing that I haven't found my ability to use this tool in the way that I want it to be used. So like, I am still tiptoeing around, like figuring it out because I want to, I want to use it in a way that, that gives me the outcome that I want. And if I can't figure that, I'm not attached to being on social media. I don't care. Because <laughs> again, my gratitude is now anchored, and this is the, the lesson of 2020. My gratitude, my happiness, my 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 wealth, my health, it's all anchored right here. I, I, I really like what you said about if you meet somebody, you wanna, you know, you wanna leave them better than they were. And that actually I, I had a, a person on the podcast last year and I asked him, I one of my go-to questions is, you know, how would you explain gratitude to a 10-year-old? And he said, after thinking about that question, he said, I would explain to him, like, when we go have a picnic, we leave the area better than it was. You know, we mm. clean up and we leave the place. And that just reminded me of what you said, right? It's like, if I'm here, I want to leave this place, but wherever that is, right? That's at the park or at the grocery store or, you know, in the parking lot, right? It's like you are intentionally like, I want to leave this place better than it was because I'm here, you know, I'm here and I'm going to do what I can. And I think that's, I think that's a beautiful uh, a demonstration of gratitude and motion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, so the Airbnb I'm staying out with or staying at right now does not allow uh, animals or pets here. And I have a friend visiting who has a dog and I've developed a bit of a relationship with the host. So I've, I've reached out to her and I said, Hey, would you mind if um, my friend came to visit and brought her dog? I know there's a no dog policy. Um, and it was an almost an instant. Yes. And the reason why is the second day I was here, there was um, a, a leak in the bathtub. Like just, I don't know, when I had closed it, maybe I had closed it too light and all of a sudden the water wouldn't shut off. So like I just started Googling and figured out that one of the O-rings was busted and like figured it out and fixed it. And then I messaged her afterwards and she was like, oh, we could have had the plumber. You didn't have to do that. And she was so thankful. I was like, no, no, I feel like ownership of this house. I'm here for, for a long time. So like if things go wrong, I will be the first line of defense to like fix it. And so instantly when I was like, can I have a dog? She's like, yeah. She's like, you're, you're the type of person that I want in my house. You're the type of person that I, I trust having a dog in the house that it's not going to chew up anything. And you're going to, and I was like, no, 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 I will leave this house better than when I found it. You'll, you'll notice like, and one of the ways that I'm actually going to do that um, is two ways. One is uh, because in Joshua tree, the washers actually dump the excess water out usually into people's yards because it's the desert. So they'll just like hydrate. And I recognize that she was using like some of the bigger brands and we don't have to name them, but some of the bigger brands that just use more chemicals. So uh, I'm leaving her with uh, some eco-friendly uh, washing fluid so that when it dumps onto the ground out here, it's not actually putting any toxins into the environment. Uh, and the other thing is that I bought a bunch of plants and I'm going to leave her some plants here because this is also her actual real home. It's not just an Airbnb. So when she gets here, there'll be a couple more, uh, couple more plants here to give her some plant love. That's beautiful. Alar, you're still uh, muted, dear. I love that, Nayef. That is so sweet. And um, big lesson for, for all of us to think ahead and like always, you know, 
leave the place better than you found it. I love that. Um, I want to respect your time, Nayef. I know you have to go. Um, Chris, if you have any final pop-up. Well, I just wanted to say uh, thank you so much, man. You know, you, you, this wouldn't be happening right now if you hadn't been a good friend to me years ago and then connected us. So it's like these, you know, the gratitude in the moments of this moment happening and then you giving your time today. And I'm just hoping, I'm hoping now that we reconnected, we could talk again or even the three of us can. I would love to do this again at some point or even just, you know, start messaging and kind of another conversation with you. So I want to thank you for your time, man. And I really appreciate you uh, just mm. being you, man, and uh, bringing people together and being great, being a grateful person. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. And this is just like a trip down memory lane to see all three of us there. So this was awesome. Yes, I would love to come back. would love to continue the conversation. Um, and yeah, keep going with what you're doing because the world needs, you know, more gratitude, uh, more spaciousness, more compassion, more empathy. And I know that you two are very, very well suited to bring that to the world. Oh. Yeah, before Thank you, you go, real Thank quick, you, first thing that comes out of your mouth, what are you grateful for? This moment right now. I haven't stopped smiling this entire call. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to, as soon as I get off here, I'm going to go back into my work. And I just, I definitely feel a little bit more peppy and happy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a Friday and I'm feeling good. I'm going to put on some poppy music. It's going to be great. Okay. Thanks, great man. For this call. Thank you so much. It was All so right, man. Take care. We'll talk you. soon. Have much a great love. time. Love you, man. Thanks, man. Bye. Right, bye. Well, that was fun. That was awesome. Yeah, he's great. You know, I, I feel like that, you know, it's interesting because we only hung out that one time. I think it was the one time I was with him. Right. So that may have doubled the quality of time in my life I've had with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's changed a lot. We've we've I bet you, too, like the three of us have right. evolved a lot since that uh, since that time. And it's, it's crazy to think how long how long it's been since that since that. And. Yeah, I'm just really proud of Nayef is one of those people that has influenced me um, in a positive way and and has supported me through so much. And yeah, top of my list. So thank you for your time, Nayef. And I hope that people can, you can touch some people with your processes because your growth is amazing. Yeah, it was, uh, I, lo I loved just, you know, if we're going to take aways, you know, just because we just got done with it, it's nice to maybe say those that way if we're looking back at this later. It's like, I really, the, the main takeaway I think was, or for me, was um, him just saying that his intention is wherever he is, he, want to make, he wants to intentionally make the place better. He wants to leave, he wants to go into a place and make wherever he is when he leaves it a better place. And then, you know, it was awesome that he gave us full examples of the place he's staying right now, you know? Yeah, and piggybacking on that, um, I think another big takeaway is like what you say plus also be aware of the outcome because sometimes what you think it's better is not actually better for the people that you're doing it for because their experiences are not yours. So I think those two things together are gold right there. Yeah, and there was um, there was one other thing um, in that same vein of, jeez, uh, it, just, it just escaped my... Just ran away from me. Okay, I'm gonna have to think about it later. There was there was one other thing that he said that I oh it, it was this is what it was when I said I said the words you got some negative feedback and what I was doing obviously was putting my own tone and, and actually just giving like I was assigning what the feedback was right that was my way of assigning it and he said 
I didn't look at his ad at all. He just looked at his feet. Like he was just saying it was feedback that allowed him to make his own decision. Right. Which I love because he took, I, I added a negativity to it where honestly it's whatever it needs to, you know, it's, it's whatever you make a decision of it. So I made a decision that it was his negative feedback, but exactly. he pointed out, which was nice that he was seeing it as, um, just a reflection feed. He just said it was feedback reflection. It allowed him to then make a decision, you know, made him to reflect, which I thought was a really beautiful, very, very cool stream of, you know, waters, like, um, very healthy way to look at things opposed to, like I said, I was labeling it. I love that. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and that's been a huge theme uh, for me to, to understand, uh, even like in my emotional journey, like there, there's, it's not like negative and positive emotions. They're just emotions. Right. right. And, um, the fact that we label some as negative prevents us from getting to know them. Right. Um, you know, right. like we want to avoid jealousy or anger or negative emotions when in the, in reality, there's no way to avoid them. They're part of the right. human experience and what you're doing actually by labeling them and putting in the box of negative, I can't touch that. I, I'm not that way. You're actually preventing yourself from going past those emotions growing and being able to manage those emotions in a more intelligent way. Right. You keep yourself calm. And I mean, even, you know, just a case in point, if you, if you don't label things, you're allowed, you're so much quicker to be able to see the gratitude or find positivity in the situation just because you haven't labeled it. You just, you know, you've, you've noticed it. Right. Um, You know, I I mean, absolutely. Case in point, you know, this last week, just with me, there was a, there was an incident. And, um, so basically there's, you know, my, my wife's from Columbia and she was using my phone to call her parents all the time, even though we have the same, we have mint mobile, but apparently when I got mint mobile, it was like a penny a minute to call Columbia. And now when the new people, it's like 10 cents or something like that's what the person told me. Right. That's what I was told. So she was always using mine, but then there was an issue with it and we got, a, you know, got a little heated, just, just miscommunication, but then she, was like, well, put some money on my phone so I can make sure I can use my phone. And, and when I went to look on her phone and her, her message, I realized that they weren't charging international minutes all the time she called, which allowed, what I'm saying is like this, this conflict actually allowed us to realize, oh, she can use her phone. You know, it's not an issue. Like everything's fine, which I just, I was able to see that afterwards going, well, I'm really glad that actually happened. I'm glad yeah. that that course action happened because that's, that's, that was a big deal. It honestly, yeah. for us, it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, all this quote unquote negative moments or experiences, they're inevitable and how we react to them is what matters and how we process and, and, and integrate them is what matters. Um, right. So yeah, congrats on going through and past that. <laughs> Thanks. You know, it, um, it reminds me, there's the, I don't remember the actual story. You, if you maybe heard or not, it's, it's, it's an old story where, um, the, the father, was it? The father has a, his, oh geez, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this story. But basically the idea is like the father, uh, he, you know, he's plowing his field and somebody, you know, somebody gives him a horse and he's like, he, the guy's like, well, that's, what do you think about this horse? Is that good or bad? And he's like, well, we'll see. We'll see, you know, um, I think I'm, I feel like I'm still messing this one up. And then um, basically, you know, his son's there working on it. And um, I think I'm, I'm probably butchering this story, but you're going to get it. <laughs> just is just for us. But no, the uh, the thing is, you know, um, then, okay, I'm, I'm telling it right. We get the horse first, right? He's like, we'll see. Okay, then the, his son's out in the field and his son gets kicked by the horse and breaks his leg. 
And then the guy's like, you know, so is this, is this bad? Or, you know, what do you think about that? He's like, well, we'll see, you know, and then, and then what happens is like the civil war breaks out and everyone has to go off to war, but his son can't go off to the war because his leg's broken. He's like, is this good or bad? Well, we'll see. I don't, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. but it's true, right? It's yeah. cause like yeah. any individual moment, we don't know, we don't know where it's going to happen because of it. It's really just, again, like. I, if we could label like I don't know, like it's if if you keep like a mystery about it, right? Then it's keep like it open. open, open. Keep it open. You still don't know what it is. Right, right. Yeah, it's just like well, that's we'll what see people, what happens. Like that's why people say like a blessing in disguise, or because you yeah, it's like okay, I broke my foot. That's unfortunate, but maybe it prevented me from doing other things that were not going to be good for me, or to go in a path that was wrong. Whatever it is, like you'll right. you'll never know, and that's the right. thing. You will never know. <laughs> Um, so why don't just leave it open and understand that anything that happens is going to bring a ripple. Like everything is, you know, just a part of the journey. And so, and it's going to have a ripple effect. So don't judge so quickly and leave space open for what that brings into your life. What, even if it's like something bad. Yes. Yes. I think, I think that's a good, um, I think it's a great place, uh, you know, to kind of close out. Um, I've really enjoyed this. I, I, I had a great time with Naif. I, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, he said he's up for doing it again and just throwing out, we should get Dr. Cat and him and the four of us to jam. That would be awesome. And just, I just wanted cool. to say that just to put it out into the, you know, in the sphere there as an idea of let's bring him back and get her because we could, you know, we, we could spread this either way with these people and bring more people in that are part directly part of the chain just and other people we can too but I'm saying I think it'd be amazing for us to spread that um, connection that gratitude connection uh, with more people and, and bring them back into the space yeah absolutely and Kat is incredible I love to hear her so anytime awesome well do you have any um, do you have any closing thoughts or um, any, uh, no just super uh, grateful for this time and um, excited to continue bringing people to express their their gratitude and what their what makes them special. That's beautiful. Thank you, thank you, Laura. And uh, so this is we're gratitude and motion and movement here. This is our episode one, but we're planning on the the plan is to do one every couple of weeks. So uh, just be out there look on the lookout for that. And I'm uh, Chris. It's Laura. Just reminding where they have a lot to be grateful for. If you're if you're walking around right now and you're listening to this, you're seeing this. There's a lot of gratitude in the fact that you have motion in your body. So um, thank you for this time. And uh, thank you, Laura. And everybody have a wonderful day. And we are out.